I share my perspective, even though our perspectives might not be shared. My name is Martini Jean, and I am your host. And thank you for coming back and listening to the show. So before we get into the real meat and potatoes of what this episode is, and it's going to be about uh, Married at First Sight episode three, it's not the first time. Um, again, I'm going to share a little something with you guys that kind of, you know, kind of gets on my nerves, but at the same time, I am extremely scared to talk about it because, again, uh, you know how today's society is, and they will freaking cancel you at the drop of a dime, you know? But, all right, let's go for it. So, I was doing my daily, you know, scroll through scroll through of Instagram, and I landed on something, and Tess Holiday, famous plus-size model, super attractive, and uh, to me, anyway, I know there's a lot of contention about, like, oh, plus-size models, and what are they doing, you know, taking over our magazine covers, and blah, 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 I'm not even necessarily talking about that, um, but for me, I mean, she's attractive to me. I I think she's highly attractive. I think she was on the cover of Cosmopolitan, like the first ever like plus size woman. I think like size twenty two or something like that. Um, so you know, congratulations on her. But I saw that she put a post on her uh, on her Instagram because I've been following her for a very long time. So I've seen like her life. Uh, as much as she has shown her life, you know, it's not like I'm stalking her or anything like that, but, uh, you know, she found the, like the love of her life and then she had a child with him. She had a pre, she had a, she has a child from a previous engagement. I don't know if she was married to that other person or when, I guess not because she had her first son when she was pretty young from what I can recall. But anyway, the husband that she had, you know, they, they broke up with each other or whatever. And, you know, he's gone from the picture. Cause I started noticing that he wasn't in the pictures anymore or something like that. Uh, she wasn't, he wasn't in the pictures anymore. So I was like, okay, I don't know what's going on. But then she finally came out and said that, yes, they're no longer together. And then she came out as gay. I believe, um, yeah, she came out as gay and she was like, I'm going to embrace myself. And, all this stuff. I was like, okay, fine. But then I saw this post saying that everyone's asking me what happened to my relationship. I choose myself. I prior- I prioritized my happiness and my boys. Women should not be responsible for rehabilitating men. That's all I'm saying. So stop asking. Okay, cool. So there's one thing that I'm cool with and the other thing that I'm not. And and when I say that, I'm not saying that she should listen to me and make me feel better about the decisions that happens in her life. It's not what I'm saying at all. It's just that, yeah, we shouldn't ask, I guess, what happened in her relationship. It's private, although she she can't fault us for wanting to know what is happening in a relationship because she has shared her relationship publicly to us. So when something happens, it's like, hey, what what happened? It's kind of like, uh, what's it called? I remember this one time where I was following this person uh, on Facebook when I used to be on Facebook, and they would just, you know, she got engaged, and then every day, she would say something else like, oh, my God, 150 days before I get married, 130 days before I get married, you know, 110. Oh, it's like a dream come true. Blah, blah, blah. Oh, my God. Two more weeks. Oh, my God. One more week. Oh, my God. You know, it's it's the day it's the day before the wedding. This is going to be crazy. And then, oh, my God, I'm getting married. I got married. It's my wedding day and all that stuff. And then the, the next day she's like, oh, my God, uh, today is the first day of the rest of my life and um you know it just felt like yesterday that I got married it's like well yes it was yesterday so thank you for letting us know but then she would be quiet over the next couple of weeks and stuff like that and then of course what happens next people start wondering hey you know when when you when you're gonna start having a baby and stuff like that 
and then she'd be so angry, like, oh, my God, I can't believe people are asking me what's uh, about that stuff that's so private and blah, blah, blah. It's like, um, well, you let us into your life for the past year and we went on this damn roller coaster with you. So, yeah, we're we're invested now. You made us invested. So I'm not saying that we need to know when you and your husband are having sex and stuff like that and what position you like the most. But, yeah. We want to see this story follow through. So, yeah, when you're having that damn baby, <laughs> you know what I mean? So, again, I'm being funny. I'm not saying that she that we're owed that or anything like that. But to to say that we shouldn't even question what the next thing is, what the next story is or the next chapter of your life is, that's, that I think that's absurd. But with Tess... You know, she's saying, uh, so stop asking, which is fine, okay? You know, you, you, you with with what you told us, you already gave us everything that we should be satisfied with, you know? But now, the second part, let's talk about what she gave us. So she's saying she chose herself. She prioritized her happiness and her boys. And this is the part that I hits a nerve with me. Women should not be responsible for rehabilitating men. And that I have a big problem with. Because yes, fine. I've heard and I've seen from many women that, oh, we're not responsible for your upbringing. You know, you can't raise a man and stuff like that. And to me, I say that's kind of horseshit. Granted, I know that you don't want to be in a relationship with a boy and that he should whatever reach a certain status reach a certain adult status so he can fend for himself and stuff like that but to say to i guess not even to test but to just people in general i mean women in general saying that women shouldn't be responsible for rehabilitating men isn't that what we do for you i mean all the time with your insecurities that you've had when you were three that you want us to reassure you that you're good enough and that you're awesome and you know oh yeah babe like what do you mean you don't look fat in that dress you look amazing and stuff like that um and oh no uh like like i don't know like you look amazing and and all those things that we have to do to coddle you you know like aren't we doing that for you and now you can't do that for us like you're you're saying that husbands can't have a support system with their wife like like how about if we just all of a sudden how about if men just all of a sudden just stop coddling you and just saying oh well you know oh man your postpartum syndrome man yo you better woman up man and take care of this damn kid you know i don't understand Ooh, so who cares if it's about uh whatever genetics and whatever is going on in your body nah you need to woman up and start taking care of this kid you know that'd be horrible that'd be absolutely horrible if a man started doing that you know but this is this is what i hear when you know oh women aren't supposed to be responsible for the rehabilitation of men so you mean to tell me that a man can't falter and slip up or be in a rut for a long time without you being i don't know like pissy about it i remember a long time ago um this this video uh on youtube with uh hot 97 personalities it's a radio show um in the east coast with ebro and laura styles and there and ebro was talking about that no one cares of no one cares about the plight of man you know and they were talking about let's say if a man lost a job he was asking Laura Styles let's say if a man loses a job how long will it take for you to like be agitated or something like that to, to that effect or, or how long will you take him to get on on his feet and like Laura Styles was like y'all give him 2 months and then he's got to like, you know, 
get up and do what he do whatever he needs to do and it's like okay but if women falter or if women are in a bad spot they have no time limit why is that why can't we give women a time limit if we gave you a time limit you would be irate what do you mean you're not holding down your woman and stuff like that like I, how, how could you do that how, how like you're so oh I can't believe it. What what a man are you? You're no man. You're no man. You're not a real man. You know? And it's I don't get it. I don't get why women can't be there for their man. Why why is there such a notion that men are not allowed to break? Men are not allowed to have a chink in their armor. Men are not allowed to break down. What do you think we are? We're human. We have feelings too. We go through shit too. But no, we don't get that luxury. Nope, you have to keep going. Don't cry. Show no emotion. Man up. Just keep going. That's us. That's what we have to do. And you wonder why we have so much pent up anger and aggression when we lash out. Oh, where is this coming from? Well, we're not allowed to decompress all this bad energy and this mojo going around with us. Like, we have to, like, be on our balls just so you won't leave us. We can't even relax. And that and that's a funny thing, too. This just popped into my head. Have you ever been one of these chicks or, like, okay, men, have you ever seen, have you ever been with one of these chicks and, Women, have you ever been one of these chicks where you walk into your house and you see your male significant other chilling on the couch and all of a sudden you get mad? You don't know what's going on. You you don't know what this man has been through or whatever, but all of a sudden you get mad. It's because like, oh my God, what? How can he be just there existing and 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 relaxing when I was slaving and doing all these. All right, listen, you have no idea what that guy was doing, you know. And let's say he wasn't doing anything. Why can't he not do anything? What? Why is that? Why can't he just chill? What? What's the issue? I, like I don't get it. I remember seeing this uh, other post, which is good. Uh, I'll try to put it on my impending Instagram for this uh, podcast, but it's pretty much, it says a short and simple story. So it's a hand reaching out from the water and it says men's mental health. And then you see another hand trying to reach that previous hand because that, that hand is drowning. And that second hand is saying society and then all of a sudden, society's hand gives the men's mental health hand a high five, and it says, be a man. And then the men, men's mental health hand drowns and dies. And that's true. Society does not care about the plight of man. We don't care about you. But for women, you have hotlines, you have places to go, you have people to see, you have therapists. You have awareness all the time. Uh, like I follow a lot of women on my Instagram and all the time in their stories, they have hotlines and awareness calls and people gathering together to talk about these things. But men don't have that. Men don't even want to help other men. They're just like, sorry, bro. I'm saying you got to be a man. You got to go through what I go through, partner. You know? And it's true. It, it sucks. Men are pretty much on their own and they have to navigate through this life without any help to navigate through this life and just fend for themselves. And it's and it's pretty bad. Uh, that's that's not cool. You know, so this whole notion of women are, should not be responsible for rehabilitating men. I get it. I trust me. I'm I'm not an idiot. I get what you mean by that. Yes, men shouldn't I don't know, like you need to stand up 
for yourself as an adult. But guess what, ladies? You should be able to, too. And women should be able to help and support their husbands in their time of need. They shouldn't have to be worried that their partner that they dedicated their life to, might I add, by, you know, going down on one knee and preparing to spend the rest of their life with you. Remember, for better or for worse, not for better until I find something better. That's how a lot of women think. For better until I find something better. And that, again, is fucked up as well. That's real fucked up. That mentality of women. But, yeah, I, like, I just don't get that. Like, men are men are allowed to fall. Men are allowed to, you know, not be on that pedestal that you want us to be so bad so you don't have to do the work. Men should be able to go to somebody, have a shoulder to lean on and be like, look, I am I am not feeling all right right now. I need help from my loved one. And you should be able to be like, you know what, babe, I got you. I got you. Please lean on my shoulder and we'll get to this and we'll get through this together. Remember what I was talking about the other episode? A we mentality. You need to have a we mentality. You need to be able to rely on each other's shoulder and rely, just rely on each other, period. None of this, oh, you know, ugh, you can't, you can't, you can't handle that. Shoot, I, I have 16 kids and, you know, I, I have eight jobs and I'm not, I'm not, you know, uh, whatever, uh, I haven't skipped a beat. You know, and you can't even deal with this. You can't even deal with what you're dealing with. I'm not here to rehabilitate you. I'm not here to, you know, be your your therapist. What kind of shit is that? Why would I want to be, why would I want to dedicate my entire life with somebody who acts like that? Who doesn't want, who doesn't want to take care of me. And not take care of me as in be my sugar mother or something like that. But it's like. I have to be I have to be on it 24/7 when you are continually ask me do you love me? Do I look fat in this? You know, like you you show your insecurities all the damn day, every day. And you're telling me that I can't rely on you, but you want but you want to rely on me. You know what I mean? I don't know, man. I I don't like that one bit. But what okay, whatever ladies. I mean, you got it. It's your world, you know, 2020. <laughs> but anyway, that's all I had to say about that. But all right. Again, I'm not necessarily talking about Tess Holiday's situation because I don't know her situation, but I'm just talking about that that line right there that mentality that women should not be responsible for rehabilitating men that that sticks out a lot and i don't like that you know but i mean more power to tess i hope you know she again she says i choose myself and i prioritize happiness and my boys okay great you know but now what happened to her man he's freaking broken and he has nothing <laughs> he's broken his his wife his his wife chose herself which is fine but like he's he's broken and now he's going to pay up the ass for child support while he's broken you know he's going to pay for child support meanwhile she's the one who's the model making all this money but he's going to get gouged for child support it's like great <laughs> you know not not only is he suffering and broken now he's going to be broke and mentally fucked up but hey you know like priorities you know as long as somebody's happy you know whatever man but anyway we're going to get to this story you know so we're gonna we're gonna take a break, and we're 
going to get to, you know, the real meat, the real meat potatoes, the real reason why you're here. All right. This is the Inquisitive Nobody podcast, and and I'll be right back. All right. This is the Inquisitive Nobody podcast where I share my perspective, even though our perspectives are not shared. And okay, we are here. Married at First Sight, episode three. It's not the first time. So let's get right down to it. Okay. Amelia and Bennett. All right. The last time, last time we were off, uh, what happened? Oh, yeah. They, they, walked down the aisle no amelia walked down the aisle and she was like oh my god i know him so they finally get to the she gets to the altar and then the pastor preach whatever officiant was saying you know okay amelia for the first time you are meeting bennett and then bennett's like it's not the first time you know how he speaks (laughs) and you find out that they met each other months ago at a mutual friend's party. And she said she thought he was cool and she thought that she would never see him again. And Amelia is just flabbergasted the entire time she's up at the altar, just looking at him like, oh my God, like half, I can't believe this is happening and half, it's happening with the guy that I was kind of into a couple months ago. And just the the whole wedding I wrote this down. The whole wedding is deliciously awkward. And when I say that, it's just that <laughs> just they keep they keep showing they keep showing uh B-roll of the audience and and the two parties, you know, the groom party and the wedding uh not the wedding party, the groom party and the bride party, you know, their family and friends and stuff like that. And it's just a cast of oddities. It looks it looks like two people from the circus got married, and it's freaking amazing, gay. <laughs> it's amazing, cause like Amelia's bridesmaids, there's three of them, and they are wearing like this veil. Like I can't even explain it, but it looks like a see-through tablecloth, and they're just and they're all one was wearing a pink one, the other one's wearing a purple one, and I think there was a green so they kind of look like gypsy princess jasmine from aladdin type clothing and it's just it's just amazing and i'm like what is going on this is great <laughs> it was re- it was really cool but uh Am- amelia's <laughs> so they do not the vows they do the accolades so amelia's accolades is she can make a 10 dollar bill bill feel like a personalized gift she likes peanut butter, so he's going to need to hide them in thermostats and Tupperware to support her habits. And she is a free-spirited wallflower that lets the wind take her where she goes. And that is a pinpoint perfect description of what Amelia is. Definitely. Absolutely. So, uh, Bennett's... Uh, quality that i wrote down was he has compassion for living and non non-living things including trash cans and other household appliances <laughs> and that that was just a harken back to like the very first episode in the matchmaking thing where his mom encouraged him to uh express his feelings towards everything towards non non-living things through living things such as people and non-living things such as teddy bears but he took it even further and started talking to trash cans and all that stuff so yeah i i think that was cool you know again express your feelings i don't know why men are not allowed to do that oh yeah i know why because women make them feel like they're nothing or they're less than if they do express their feelings they're not you know man and macho you know so whatever thanks ladies but uh (laughs) um what else okay so bennett says in his vow i promise to make fun of myself to laugh at your jokes to share in the endless bountiful joy that is life anything you hope to share with me be it your favorite person place or song is something i yearn to experience with you in years to come so that's freaking awesome 
And I'm letting you know right now, uh, as I've let um, my friends know who watch this show, that Amelia and Bennett are my favorite couple ever. All right? In the show's 11-season history, they are my favorite couple ever. They have beaten Jason and Courtney from season one. So, okay? So, 10 seasons. So, 10 seasons worth of couples. I've seen some that are okay. Runner-up is, well, not in, not, not even necessarily couple. Well, I can, okay, fine. I'll include them as couple. Is uh, Sam and Neil from, I forget what season that is. And I even forget what location that was. Uh, Sam and Neil were, I was rooting for them. But then, you know, all shit went to hell. But Neil is awesome. I still love Neil. But Amelia and Bennett are my favorite just because, for one, they, they, they represent what the show is, essentially. If you do it right. You know, it you, you give your all to the process and you don't lie and you try to search for who you want in your significant other and they found that you know some of the other people are kind of i'm not saying that they don't go together but some of them are kind of awkward you know like brett and uh, well no actually brett and olivia are pretty good it's just that brett is a freaking jackass but um um they are pretty good on paper but i feel that amelia and bennett they they really complement each other they really do um they're almost like the same person which i know some people are just like oh i don't know if i like that but i don't know they they're just they're just great with each other and they and they vibe off each other and it's 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 a really fun thing to watch and see you know i i like i like it a lot i like them a lot so um i'm telling you yeah bennett man Uh, see i i have here that i'm gonna name my son miles bennett (laughs) <laughs> you know, uh, Miles Bennett Gene, because I I love Miles and I love Bennett, and it's great and and it's cool because when I started breaking out breaking down that name, you know, I still have the MJ, which is cool because I I'm an MJ and my kid will be MJ. Um, I like that. I I, I like being an MJ. All the greats are MJs. You know, Michael Jackson, Michael Jordan, and Magic Johnson. And then, of course, his middle name is B, so MBJ, you know, for Michael B. Jordan. So that kind of guarantees him that you know he'll he'll get he'll get the ladies. <laughs> you know what I mean? That that's pretty cool. But anyway, so they they get uh, Amelia and Bennett get married, and they go to their little cove so they can speak to each other. And he likes her bird nest hat. Yes, she wore over her head she had a bun i guess if you can call it that and had a bird a fake bird nest a fake bird nest fixture atop of her head as an adornment and he loved it and she thinks of him as a cutie pie so at first i didn't think that she was gonna like him i thought oh man he might she might think that he's too geeky whatever but she freaking when i well first when i found out that they met each other at that party a couple months ago, and she she liked him, and then she called him a cutie pie. I was like, oh, oh, this is perfect. This is great. I love it because he does again. He does not. He does not seem like the type that a woman would like at all. He seems very introverted. He seems very meek. But this chick is head over heels for him, and I love that it gives people like me hope (laughs) okay that's why i like bennett because and that's why i like amelia because amelia is giving him a she's not even really necessarily giving him a chance she she freaking likes him you know and i wish more women would be that more open-minded to be like you know what i i'm gonna give this type a chance you know because again we'll we'll like learn later Christina 
kept falling and kept falling in love with her type, but her type are douchebags. <laughs> you, you know? So there you go. Either change your type or settle with your type. You know? But anyway, so they yeah, so it says right here they met at a party. And he charmed her with teaching her about credit cards. <laughs> and she and she said that she was impressed by that. And it's so funny because he has a just a plethora of knowledge of whatever, <laughs> you know, and it's it's, it's just amazing. I, I love it. Uh, yeah, they, they met each other twice before and w- once at a party and the other time when Amelia went to a play with their mutual friend and he was in a band and, you know, he, he she's she saw him in concert. While he, while he was playing in a band and at the time he was in another relationship but he always thought that she was pretty cool so there there's them for the for the meantime but yeah again they're freaking awesome man amelia and bennett i love them all right so we so we move on to henry and christina so it, it's official with this episode christina gets on my damn nerves and she is all about her and not about the process not about the not about the marriage really i mean no sorry she is all about the marriage but just the marriage as a title to say like yeah i'm married and like that's it but nothing to include what that entails what that marriage entails like remember what i said couple episodes ago where i was saying where people were like i want to be a wife i want to be a husband like what does that entail what does that entail to you besides the title besides holding a title yes you are a wife what now i remember back in season one uh jamie otis uh, married a first sight alumni (laughs) um she did not like her husband her now husband doug in season one okay she didn't like him at all. She didn't like his face, whatever. She she wasn't expecting him. I don't know if she was expecting Brad Pitt or whatever, but she wasn't expecting him. Fine. So now they went to the honeymoon, right? And she's like, not disgusted, but she's like, oh my God. It, it finally hits her head like, whoa, I'm with a stranger. This is, this is, ugh, you know? So she doesn't want to be held by him, touched by him, nothing. So what did she say? She said she's going to treat this honeymoon as a friend vacation or something like that, which is horrible. But um, he was be- he was very patient. He was extremely patient. That's why I love Doug. He was extremely patient with her brightiness. But then there was a part where she, she was kind of, um, uh, after getting to know him a little bit, she was warming up to him, right? And then I forget they were talking what they were talking about packing. I think it was a part where they were talking about packing. And I think maybe he was like, oh, I pack better than you or something like that or something. And he was like, I I don't know. He says something to the effect of. I I don't I I don't know what he specifically said. I, I really don't remember. I wish I did. But I think it was just a friendly jab. And then she goes, well, hey, you you can't call me that anymore because I'm your wife. You know, you need to. And, and she said it in a jab, you know, as a clapback, as a sort of uh, a, res- a retort, a response to what he was saying. And then they both started laughing. But it was like, wait a minute. You hated this guy the moment you saw him. Right. Walking down the aisle. And then you didn't want anything to do with him. But now you are claiming the title of wife because you need to respect me now because I'm your wife. You know, like, no, you don't even like me. So why are you so hell-bent about that title of wife? You know, like, get out of here. This is what I mean. Christina is the same way. She doesn't care about anything but being a wife and being married. All right, so... She wants her she wants her hair a certain way, like old timey Hollywood was what she was uh expressing, which is fine. You 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 know what? It's your day. You could you should look however you want to look like. 
you know that, that that's fine but then she's like hyperventilating about the whole makeup process because she wants it to be perfect she feels v- extremely hyped to, to be married and i think it's just because she just wants to say that she is married and doesn't care about what that necessarily entails and that's fucked up you know um and she's she's expressing you know man you know hopefully he's a good guy okay yeah sure you have a right to say that hopefully he's a good guy but christina are you a good girl are you you know worthy of this marriage i don't know because right now you're sound kind of stuck up and throughout the throughout this portion of this episode with her my opinion is validated so let's keep going so um but anyway so they go they flash they flash to henry and his father's like "Eh, it's about time you know he got married he's 34 35 get the ring and get in the gauntlet and i get it but i don't know man i'm 40 again i'm 40 and i live with my parents okay don't pressure people into achieving a milestone that you want them to achieve you know i I don't know it's one thing to encourage like oh man i hope you get this in your lifetime but it's like no you're this age so you're supposed to be here you know and uh, it's 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 the worst and and now oh my god oh my god let me tell you about a little freaking thing that's going on right now my mom is completely obsessed with with wanting me to have a child she like i i have become her daughter (laughs) it's crazy she wants me to have a child so bad it's like fam calm down i don't even have a girlfriend and you want me to have a baby like whoa and 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 she doesn't even care if i'm married or not she's like hey married or not i want to have a baby i want to have i want you to have a baby i want to have small children around because my nieces as i've mentioned before in previous episodes they're over they're over 25 so they're not little anymore so she misses that she misses like the little portion of our family you know so she's like hey when are you having a kid you know and i'm like yo calm down man i'm not having a kid for you you need to calm down with that okay i I still live here you know i am i am not financially ready to have that financial burden on my lap literally and figuratively you know there's no way there's no way and also too not not married what so so you just want me to just fuck bitches raw like are you are you kidding me and 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 have a kid with them and have a baby mama what no no offense to baby mamas but some of y'all are crazy (laughs) you know so no i want to have it my way you know i want to meet a woman and then fall in love and then get married and then have children okay i'm not i don't want to do it any other way than that you know like that but again that doesn't mean i'm not fucking (laughs) you know there are things called condoms and birth control okay i don't know why people continue to forget that those things exist you need to start using those things people that's going to be another episode that i would love to have as well freaking wearing condoms man why is condoms so taboo i don't get it i don't yeah but i'm gonna have that episode with y'all okay it's it's time we have a talk about that like for real for real i don't know i I don't don't know what's up with y'all but anyway let's keep going the dad goes to henry you know he's not he's not you know a man's man he's sensitive he's quote-unquote the new man you know of 2020 and i kind of take offense to that because society does not I mean, I know they're trying to make the sensitive guy the new man uh, of the future, and and they even coined a phrase for it. It's the art throb, 
as a poor as opposed to the heart throb and the leader of the art throb is timothy chamelay who was in uh, little women and he's going to be in dune i believe and it's like even though i know you're championing that and i should be an advocate for that too because i am a sensitive person it's not going to work because a woman at the end of the day wants a man uh, like wants a man man you know it, it sure he she might want his man to be sensitive well although as we talked about in the beginning of this podcast apparently not <laughs> but um you you might want your man to be just a little bit sensitive let's say if we're going to do percentage wise i think women would want their man to be 10% sensitive and 90% man where this art throb thing is probably like 70% sensitive and 30% man you know so that's not going to fly a, 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 a chick is going to like a man's man and that's her prerogative you know but like don't try to push this agenda where it's not going to work because women don't want that kind of guy i don't care how hard you try you try to press it on me a woman does not want that type of guy but um so she's like so christina goes she gets a lot of her uh imagery of weddings and marriages from movie and tv of what an ideal and quote-unquote healthy marriage is and she's like i'm ready i'm so ready and then when i when i i asked that to myself and i'm like ready for what 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 are you, what are you ready for what 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 exactly does entail once you get married what do you think happens after that i i, I get i get this distinct feeling that she just thinks everything is going to be on automatic once she gets married it's like ha boom i did it now shower me with whatever marriage and relationships are and i feel that she's not going to work to keep that relationship or marriage alive she feels that i think she feels it's like okay i made it that's it i'm done you know there's no um what is it i damn i really wish that i remembered where this quote came from so i can quote the person uh properly but it was more to the effects of women think that marriage is retirement and i totally get that notion completely it's like you know they believe that they worked hard to get to this position and then once they get married boom i'm done i don't have to do any more work that now you give me all the benefits give me all the give me all the benefits give me everything that i worked for and that's it i don't have to lift a finger anymore i'm owed this you know which is funny see i don't like how women think that they're owed that but like if men were to say yo i'm owed sex oh my god you chauvinistic pig the patriarchy the patriarchy it's like come on you know if the dude you know if the dude worked for all the stuff that he has worked for he he can't be owed sex but you you're owed a marriage and just free just free reign and you know happy wife happy life like look at that even that 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 phrase is for you you know happy wife happy life whoa oh so the husband doesn't get to be happy you know i came up with a phrase myself for that happy husband let me fuck your cousin how about that how do you like that (laughs) yo all right i'm bugging out (laughs) but anyway let's keep going man (laughs) so uh oh henry sends her flowers because uh you can send a gift to your spouse if you'd like and she got him flowers but he didn't know that she likes flowers so that's why she started to bawl and was like oh my god it's meant to be he got me flowers so um she walks down the she walks down the not the aisle but uh she's in the room before the actual 
where the actual wedding is taking place. So the producer says, hey, okay, we want you to do one last diary cam, you know, that selfie thing, that confessional thing that they have to do. And she's like, well, I'm not moving from this spot, so everybody else needs to move out of the camera's way. And it's like, what the fuck? It's like, yo, Christina, man, yo, you need to stop. Like, for real, for real. And then she's so pretentious about it. And then, to me, it's like the shortest diary cam in history. She's like, oh, my God, I'm so ready to be a wife. And here we go. And then she clicks it off. And then she's like, all right, I'm done. Because she's like, I want to go. I want to meet him. I want to meet him. I want to I wanna see what's going on. I want to see what's going on. I want to meet him. It's like she wants to. It's, uh, she's waiting for this thing to just turn on and shower her with, like, I don't know, with. I don't know. <laughs> like, I really don't know. It, it, she's so, ah, she's too much. She's too much. Like, I don't know what she expects from this uh, experience and experiment. I really don't know. But she's going to be in for a rude awakening. And I'm not saying that Henry is mean. I'm not saying in that sense. But, like, there is no way that what she's expecting and reality are the same. There's no way. There's no way. But anyway, yeah, she's like, let's just do it. I'm tired of answering all these questions. Let's let's do it. Let's do it. It's like, well, oh, my God. So, you know, they she finally freaking walks the aisle, and she's happy. Well, there's one part. There's one part that I like that was ruined for her. So she's walk. So somebody opens the door so she can walk in, right? But then the person, I guess, I don't know, closes it too early or no the door closes on itself but her her um her veil i think was it oh yeah it is her veil her long ass veil her veil gets caught in the door so like she can't move and then she's like mom mom the the veil is the veil is stuck in the door and i'm like yeah that's good that's karma right there all right for being a bitch <laughs> like calm down all right this isn't just about you all right like Christina, calm down. So anyway, uh, so she finally gets to the aisle. Henry's happy, and Henry's Henry is as happy as he can be because he's kind of shy and he doesn't make good eye contact. He's he said this before, so it shouldn't be a surprise to us, but it's a surprise to Christina because this is the first time that they're meeting. Um. But yeah, but she's just standing there all stoic and, you know, like, ha, ah, yes, I've made it. I have reached my dream and I am over the moon. You know, with her head held high, all like stuck with her stuck up nose. And it's like, ugh. And the officiant is reading her um, uh, accolades and accomplishments and she's just standing there like yes please regale me with my awesomeness it's like alright man but um, and then of course you know the more bitchiness comes out and then they get married and so she's happy so they go to their little confessional things because she's finally happy now she finally got what she wanted and she's like he's completely different than someone I would date at all like what's his name I don't even know his name I mean, not not so much that they said his name like six times during your wedding, but it's like you know, it's like she she's giving him a backhanded compliment. He's completely different than someone that I would date at all. You know, like yeah, I I know he's he, you know as of right now he's a good guy, and you don't date good guys, Christina. You date douchebags, and you like douchebags because you keep dating them. You know, th- this is why he's a completely different guy than someone that you would date at all. And I don't like that because that means, yeah, you you would have never went. If you guys saw each other at the bar and he stepped up to you, you would completely give him the cold shoulder. But the guy who comes up to you and probably like smacks you on the ass or grabs you on your ass, you're like, oh, I mean, that was rude, but hey, he got my attention. You know, like that's the type of guy that you like, Christina. So let's keep going. So, um, oh yeah, she also, uh, <laughs> while they're talking to each other, he's talking about, you know, what do you do, where do you live, and all that stuff, and then all she cares about is reassurance that she's pretty, 
because she was like, oh, do, do you find me pretty? Do, do you find me pretty? He's like, oh, yes, I'm sorry. I, I'm sorry. I, I didn't tell you that. She's like, oh, okay, good, because I, I didn't know. I didn't, I didn't know if you thought I was pretty or not. It's like, uh, like, I'm trying to get to know you, and all you're thinking about is yourself. Like, come on, bro. Jeez. Um... And she says that, you know, he sh- he's shy and awkward and he's going to have to learn how to make a move, which, you know, she's like, I'm impatient, clearly. So I get it. Yeah. OK, that's fine. I- I'll give you that. But still, I don't like your snootiness about it. You know, you just met this guy and you want him to freaking like. Top on your vag or something like that. It's like. You just you just met him, let him let him ease into and he doesn't even know how you are. Like, imagine if. He did just, just wham, just kissed you, you know? Do you know how much of a violation that is, especially now in the Me Too era? Like, you think he's really just going to do what, you know, your douchebag dates used to do? You know, you think he's going to do that? No, he's going to be, he's going to be ran through the coals on Twitter if he did that. You know, that's why I like all the guys asking, oh, you know, can I kiss you? Can I kiss you? Before actually kissing not because it's polite. I mean, yeah, it's polite, but please, they did it because it's the Me Too era. They don't want to freaking get ransacked, okay, by the legions of women waiting for people to do one thing wrong so you can, like, annihilate him and his existence, you know? So, again, Christina, calm down. So, back to a more enjoyable couple Amelia and Bennett. <laughs> so the photographer asked Bennett to say in his sexiest voice, what's his favorite breakfast? And he goes, he leans in, he leans in close to um, Amelia and he goes, avocado toast. <laughs> and she's like, oh my God, I love that breakfast. And he's like, for real? She's like, yeah. And I'm like, you see, man, this is how it's done. This is how it's freaking done. I'm telling you, I love this couple, man. Amelia and freaking Bennett, okay? And then it's so sweet. Then Amelia's niece, whose name is Clover, is is freaking awesome. She goes, hey, Clover, do you want to meet your uncle? And she just, and Clover just leaps into Bennett's, uh, like, arms. And they hug, and then everyone's like, oh. And then, like, immediately she starts calling him Uncle Ben, Uncle Ben. I'm like, what? This is, like, he's in the family. He's good. He's Gucci. He's good. And, like, it's so crazy. Like, Amelia's family, Amelia's, um, you know, niece's name is Clover. And Amelia's mom's name is Poppy. It's like, man, it's super eccentric family. And they're just full of love and quirkiness. I love it. Ah, so back to uh, Henry and Katrina. <laughs> so they're dancing, and um, she goes, "Man, I, you know, I just want to have time with him, and can I just find out if I like him or not?" And she calls, and she calls him Luke. I mean, not particularly to him, but to the to the in the confessional. She's like, "Yeah, you know, me and Luke, we're we're having a good time." And she's like, "Oh my God, his name is not even Luke; it's Henry." Because she doesn't remember his freaking name. <laughs> but but she remembers how, how much of a good time she's having. Because she's married now. But yeah, but... So, they sit down and they're in their, you know... In their uh, seats. And they're talking back and forth. And, and Christina's like, oh, I don't even know, like half of these people and then henry's like oh well that you know that's my friend over there that's my friend over there and he's you know getting he's talking about his side of the family which is now her side of the family but guess what y'all guess what guys she likes starts she starts touching her earrings no she starts touching her ears and she's like oh my god i forgot i forgot about the earrings that i wanted to wear oh my god just completely stops him in his tracks okay and then she calls her mom, 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 I forgot the earrings that I wanted to wear. Oh, my God, I forgot. And Henry's like, uh. And Henry starts just eating his food like he's not even there. And then the mom is like, the mom looks at her her own earrings. And she's like, oh, what about these? What about these, Christina? You want to wear them? She's like, okay, I'll wear them. 
and then she takes him and they're having this whole conversation meanwhile henry just puts his head down and starts eating his food and it's like what the i don't understand like you bitch he's talking about your now new family members and all you care about is your earring that no longer earrings that no longer matter because it's done like not the wedding and well yeah the wedding's done we're at, we're at the reception now it's, it, it's done it's over it's a wrap like take it easy why do you have to feel like you still need to look perfect oh, jesus <sighs> but then ho 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 oh i'm looking at my nose right now i completely forgot so okay they're 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 talking again and then you find out I, I I don't understand how I completely missed this, but um I think I think Henry asked her like you know why why did you get on the show or whatever or why why did you decide to do this? So she's like nine months ago, before her wedding, she got out of a relationship of five years. Fam, what? Nine months ago? You mean? In the same time that a baby could have been born, you've been single from a relationship that lasted five years and you decided to get on the show to get married? Yo, all right, let me tell you. I was engaged to my ex-fiance in 2012. It's 2020. It's been eight years and I still have not been able to land another relationship. And I'm not even talking about another relationship as good as that one. Just another relationship in general. I've been dating, you know, on and off, you know. And I'm not even talking about, like, oh, three months here, four months here. Like, dates. I've been on dates for eight years. I have yet to get a brand new relationship, okay? Just because I'm just fucked up in the head. So much so that I want to do, that I want to start a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and talk all about it but it's like huh so i'm i'm still effed up right eight years i'm still effed up in the head because of that relationship but this one left a five-year oh and it lasted for four years my i'm sorry my relationship lasted for four years right so from 2008 to 2012 and i still haven't gotten a relationship in, tw in eight years right but this chick thinks she can get out out of a relationship in five years and get married in in nine months after the fact that's insane are you shitting me how can you even process what's going on you know that's insane that's insane to me that's insane what are you doing you haven't even had time to heal it hasn't even been a year since you broke up with that guy i don't know why she broke up with the person but still you it hasn't even been a year since your last relationship and you just want to hop into marriage now i understand where let's say some people are older and they're like look i have no time to waste i know what i want and i understand that i understand that i've i've seen i've seen people do that you know in their mm, late 30s early 40s they're like look I'm not here to bullshit. I know what I want. I know what you want, whatever. And, you know, maybe the from, from seeing each other, from seeing each other to, let's say, getting married, it might be 10 months or like 11 months or even a year. You know, even though that's that's still fast, I, I understand because you're older, you've been through shit, I get it. But I think you're seen as like 30. And like, that's it. You know, it's like, what if, well, I can't say what have you been through. Uh, I'm sure a lot of people have been through things way in their younger years but yes yeah christina is 30 and henry is 34 so it's like whoa what what's going on where are you where are you headed off to you know that's i don't know that's that just seems like a very wrong thing and you're asking for trouble but that's just me so we're gonna keep going so we're introduced to henry's friends okay so 
the funny thing is, so I'm so I'm watching it. I'm watching it, right? And I see this girl on here. It's it's one of Henry's friends who's with Kristen, and we'll we'll talk about Kristen in just a second. But it's one of these girls, Henry's friends, who's there, and I'm just like, why does she look so familiar to me? But how would I how would I know her? Like I don't know her personally, and this is the first time she's been on this show. And then they say her name. Well, she says her name. And she's like, hi, my name is Trishel. And I'm like, Trishel? I'm like, that's a very specific name. And why is that name ringing, a, ringing something in my head? It's ringing, a, it's ringing a bell in my head. And then I'm like, oh, my goodness. So I do some, I pause the show and I do some investigation. And Henry, ladies and gentlemen, is friends with Trishel from the real world, Las Vegas, from 2002. And I was like, What? Look at Trishel, oh my God. And sure enough, she looks exactly the same. She's married now. She's 40. She's married now. And I was like, man, that's crazy. Henry is friends with Trishel. And then, you know, because I, I used to watch that show, and that was pretty good. And apparently she's as bad now as she was back then. <laughs> she hasn't changed a bit. So she said that she used to date Henry. And she called him boring. And she was like, oh, yeah, he used to be boring. And um, I actually asked him, like, does he have any friends that I can hang out with? What? So you think I'm boring, but you want to co-opt my friends. And sure enough, guess who the friend is? Lovely Kristen. You know, the, the chick that I hate so much. So the one that treats Henry like a gay bestie, you know? that one so she's like yeah they're, they're they're one they're both at the confessional and they're both drunk trishel and kristen so you know you're gonna have some truth serum coming out and boy did we get some tea so they're like yeah he's our best friend blah 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 and ah they're just like treating him like he's their younger brother of some sort it's 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 and, and they're judging christina they're like Oh, I judge a person. I would, I would judge a woman who'd want to be on this show, you know. Like, why? Why? Why would you want to do this? And we're not gonna let any girl, um, that we don't like be in this circle. And it's like, uh, uh. It's not even. It doesn't even sound like they're trying to protect their friend. It's like they're trying to protect their asset, because guess what? If Henry, uh, stays with this chick then guess who doesn't have a plus one to their Taylor Swift concert? Kristen. She's going to be alone. She's not going to go with Trishel because she won't. She needs She needs a male. She needs a male simp to be with, to, to, to go on, on her little Taylor Swift um, concerts. Who's going to be my bestie if Henry's gone? I don't get it. I don't get it. You know? So, yeah, they're like, oh, we're not going to let any girl who doesn't know about us, who you know, who, who, we're not going to let any girl, you know, infiltrate this circle. And they're like, um, I don't know. Ugh, they're, they're just the worst. And then and then Kristen goes, um, she's going to respect the marriage, but she's not going to respect the, the relationship because Kristen doesn't consider Henry married. What? You were at the you were at the marriage. You were at the wedding. You you saw the officiant say, I now pronounce you husband and wife. Why don't you think that they're not married? They are. Stop trying to hoard your commodity. Like treat Henry as a person, not your asset. Okay, Kristen? Ugh, God. Ugh. Anyway, back to Amelia and Bennett. <laughs> and um yeah so per pertaining pertaining to Amelia and Bennett so they come to the part where they're talking to you know the friends just like uh Henry and Christina did in in their wedding so the sirens of the night as like I, I like to call them you know the the three women that were in their like princess jasmine like just gypsy shawl shawls and all that stuff you know with their veils they ask um, they asked Bennett, which national park does he 
identify with? And that is a very odd question to ask anybody. But Bennett's like, ooh, like he's like ready for it. And he's like, oh, I consider myself like ben, like Big Ben. And then he gives this like elaborate answer. And they're like, oh, oh, my God. Like they weren't like expecting it. I was like, yeah, that's right, Bennett. You show him. You show him that you can answer those weird ass questions. Okay. Because <laughs> you're the freaking man. And I love you. <laughs> you're the best. But yeah, so, I mean, that's pretty much the end of the episode because they kept going from uh Henry Christina to and Amelia and Bennett but but now the episode ends where the reception is over everybody goes up to their rooms so you know uh, <laughs> I remember I used to watch this part with my friends and we would have like a bet just to see who was going to sleep what which couple was going to sleep with each other the first night you know, because the the experts like to say, oh, traditionally, you know, during the, uh, not during the reception, but like on the wedding night, it's customary to have sex with your new spouse. But this is different. This is married at first sight. So expectations are out the window. So it's like who, you know, you don't have to sleep with your significant other or whatever. And and I get that. You, you don't have to. Me, if I was on the show, though, I would. <laughs> I would like to. I, again, I'm not gonna um, press it on the on the person in question, but um, I don't know. It's like uh, I would like to, <laughs> but yeah. So they're up to the part where everybody goes to bed, and you know, some people. I think everybody. I think everybody's okay. I'm not saying that everybody is gonna have a chance to have sex that night but um there wasn't any awkwardness like there's there have been episodes in the past where some patrons like some guys would not even sleep in the same bed as their new significant other they would like sleep on the couch or sleep in another room completely just to you know quote unquote respect the the nature of what this show is and the nature of the night which is fine it's it's but i think it's like white nighting you you, you don't have to sleep on the damn couch all right you can sleep on the damn bed all right calm down <laughs> stop trying to show off for everybody at home okay um but i think no nobody to my knowledge is really in a bad situation everybody is sleeping with each other in their beds so everything's all good and then, of course, they show the, the, you know, sneak peek. You know, this this season on Married at First Sight, New Orleans. So they show a lot of romance, a lot of happy times, and of course, they get to the they get to the shits, they get to the drama, they get to the beef, all that stuff, and we get to, we get to see some heated arguments, you know. So, yeah, again, I'm just looking forward to. All that stuff, I can't wait for this week's um, new episode. I, I feel it's going to be great. And, um, yeah, I, I, I really can't wait. I can't wait. I love this show. I love talking about it. And I love sharing my piece on it, you know? It, it, it's been a long time coming. And I thank you for listening to this show. So, that's pretty much the end of the show thank you all for listening i will see you guys next time take care